Hello, Chakra Queens. This episode of Chakra Girl Radio is brought to you by the brand new Rituals by Chakra Girl app, which is available on the App Store or Google Play or even on your desktop. Yes, I finally launched an app and it is a video library of all of my favorite rituals, the rituals and meditations that I do every single day for the modern spiritual woman who also enjoys the finer things in life. And you are getting a seven day free trial and I'm making it easy for you. I'm removing the guesswork from your daily spiritual work. So you can either do our daily suggested ritual that ranges from three to 30 minutes, most of them around the 12 minute mark, or you can search and choose your own ritual. You can search by time if you are in a rush and want to do something shorter, or you can also do your daily ritual based on how you feel that day. You can search by what you want to manifest, what chakra you want to work on, or if you're feeling spicy and want to access your multidimensional goddess powers, you can do one of our advanced rituals and really up your spiritual game. We believe that you're your own healer, and we're just here helping you access the tools and the knowledge and the confidence that are already within you that are going to transform your life. And we are doing everything in this app from morning gratitude to energy clearing, to time traveling, to finding your purpose, manifesting abundance, and just getting more clarity overall to deepen that intuition with so much in between. So many women are already DMing me daily, telling me that these rituals are changing their lives. So get your seven day free trial today. Go to shockergirlco.com. And I'm also giving you 15% off when you subscribe to the annual membership with the coupon code podcast. So once you've subscribed at shockergirlco.com, you can either ritual with us from the web, or you can then download the app from the app store or Google Play, enter in your username and password, and you are ready to ritual. And we're so excited to see you on the app. So go to shockergirlco.com and start your seven-day free trial and save 15% off the annual membership with coupon code podcast. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. This is Amberly Lyons here. Today we are chatting about intuitive wellness to heal from within. We have an amazing guest. Her name is Katie Beecher, and we're talking about loving your shadows and allowing your imperfections and not forcing them away. We're talking about the definition of trust and intuition and how to connect to it. And we're talking about Jungian psychology, art therapy, and pole dancing. Hello, it's all in healing's name. And this couldn't be coming at a better time, you guys. Lots is happening cosmically. We had the two, 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 all the two portal, Pluto return, and also so much happening on the physical plane, you know, war, fear, separation. We've all been feeling this deep need to rest, to play, to create, to heal. So put down the social media, you guys. Listen to podcasts. Be in nature. Pet your dog, your pet, your cat, your gerbil, whatever you have. You know, spend time with people you love because this is how we recharge. Our nervous systems are so shot, you guys. I know mine is. And putting my phone down, 
is like my number one thing that I need to remind myself to do. I also unfollowed so many people. So in this episode, Katie's going to give us some really good tips on how to build that deeper connection within without having to look outwardly. And I also suggest checking out her book, Heal From Within, a guidebook to intuitive wellness. And remember that when we do our inner work, we actually heal for the collective, not just for ourselves. So I'm diving into a new healing journey. I'm moving. I'm getting out of the city, getting out of the hustle and bustle, moving to the countryside on a golf course and a lake. And I'm so freaking excited to just get out of the crazy city. And, you know, if you are in Vancouver, you'll know that, you know, there's a, there's a different vibe. The vibe is different. It's changed. It's, I'm not resonating with it anymore. So now my biggest problem is just buying furniture and that's kind of exciting. First world problem, right? But we're going to have a garden so I can grow my own food, good to golf, we'll be on a lake. So another reminder, like create your life that uh, create a life that does not depend on the matrix. You don't need to use their banks. You don't need to use their education system. You don't need to shop at their big box stores. Like there's so many things that we can do and such a more beautiful life that we can create when we're not depending on these structures that are not in our control. And they're clearly all combusting right now. So I actually wrote an article on prison this week about this type of topic and it's called, are we in the apocalypse? Yes, but it's not as scary as we think. And I actually talk about how in the Bible, well, I'm not religious, BTW, but I'm reading a course in miracles that makes a lot of references to the Bible and they rep that they reference the final judgment. So we usually associate this like with the apocalypse or the end or death. But I talk about in the article that it's actually just our judgment and using our judgment, our discernment to decide what serves us and what doesn't and letting the people and the things slip away that don't serve us. And I feel like so many people have been feeling that lately where things are falling away and maybe they're losing specific people in their life or they're, you know, not, you know, maybe you've lost your job or you're no longer feeling connected to the business that you're operating. So many people are feeling that and follow it. Like an end is not a sad thing. An end is often a new beginning. I know that sounds super fucking cheesy, but it's true. Okay. I was chatting with my friend, Christine, or sorry, Christina, the channel, and we were chatting about this kind of concept. And she was saying that she actually made a prayer or like a chat with the universe and her guides and asked that anyone or anything that won't allow her to reach her next level, fall away from her life. And immediately she had so many changes happening for her. And so I encourage you guys to do that. We're all going through a mini apocalypse, but it's the beginning of brighter days and it's bringing us there. So make sure you check out that article on Prism. So you can go to prismofficial.co and with all the craziness in the world, the fear mongering, the headlines, the agendas, you know, them trying to divide us. Don't we just want content that teaches us how to deal with our own spiritual growth during all this time? We're transitioning to a new earth. So for those of you that don't know, I created a magazine called Prism. And we feature elevated media that helps you stay in your highest frequency so that you can continue continue your ascension of your consciousness. Because when we do our inner work, it really ripples those high vibes out into the world. So we're giving informative content written on things like spirituality, wellness, beauty, fashion, intuition, and what we're doing. And it, and it wasn't like this when it started, but it's really turned into this beautiful collaboration where it's written by our readers for our readers. So you can actually submit articles to us. So if you go to 
the PRISM website, prismofficial.co. Then you can, you know, share us on your heart with our audience and we'll feature you and you'll walk away. Like if you're just like reading our articles and you're following us on Instagram at prismofficial.co, you're going to walk away from every article with an elevated perspective and a higher consciousness and just frequency of luxury, because you know, that's how I roll with my branding and my content. So you're going to just be walking into that new earth feeling like a queen. So make sure to follow Prism on Instagram, prismofficial.co. Check out the website, prismofficial.co. And you know, I love giving away free shit. So if you go to the website, you can actually get a free 5D ritual and cord cutting. Um, The 5D ritual is meditation, like chakra activation that I created for you. And then my friend, Christina, the channel, she's one of our creative partners. She created an amazing cord cutting energy healing that you guys can do as well. So when you subscribe for your free subscription to Prism, you get those two things. And, you know, seriously, like I've done these practices and (laughs) the energy shifts are real. So no matter how dark you're feeling that day, you can check them out. And yeah, I mean, you also get a free magazine subscription. You guys, I, I subscribed to Vogue when I was like nine years old. And let me tell you, that was not free. I had to like get it. I think I had to like combine my birthday and Christmas present for my mom to get me that. But And it was not nearly as high vibe as Prism. So again, prismofficial.co is the website and sign up for that free subscription and let's just raise our fucking vibes, you guys. Yeah, I'm swearing a lot today. Fired up. Okay, let's get into this episode with the lovely Katie Beecher. You're going to love her. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have such a fabulous guest today. Her name is Katie Beecher. She's a medical and spiritual intuitive and licensed professional counselor with clients all over the world. She's a writer and regular contributor to Goop, Poosh, and Miranda Kerr's blog, all our favorite places to read. And she is an author of a book called Heal, Heal From Within, a guidebook to intuitive wellness. She has a very remarkable healing story and has really connected to and embraced this astronomical healing power. And it's so, so fabulous. And I can't wait to hear more about it. So welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you very much for having me. Excited to have you. So I want to know what is a daily ritual that you almost never skip? Movement. Definitely movement. I start the day with an hour walk and then I am... (laughs) avid um pole dancer pole fitness person and yeah it's it's really my sanity and so if I did not move um I would not be fun to live with and I would not be able to function as well as a healer okay do you have a pole in your house I do oh my gosh I love that I love you already (laughs) I do I take classes probably probably six to eight classes a week sometimes more and then I have a pole in my house too yeah so how long have you been doing it for for seriously for about three years, you know, with a break in COVID, but less seriously for probably about four. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I wish I started a long time ago. Okay. We're like, if we want to start pole dancing, where do we start? So I would definitely find a reputable studio. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to find studios that really pay attention to your overall fitness, like injury prevention. One thing I like about mine is that there's a lot of levels. So you have to get past, you know, 0.5, it's called here, um, and be able to do all sorts of tricks and things there before you can progress to the next level. So 
there's a lot of, you know, safety and learning things. Um, my first year it wasn't as much and I did end up with an injury that I'm still treating. So, ew. Okay. Good tips. What is your favorite crystal of the moment? Oh, wow. I don't know. You know, what's funny is I have them in front of me and I don't know the names of them. It's really I, bad. I'm a believer that names don't matter. It's how it makes <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it's one it has purple and green and and blue all kind of woven through it and uh, like a rainbow fluorite to me oh yes 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 that's exactly what it is yes beautiful love that one do you know your sun moon and rising I do not do you know what's your sun you're like your plain old sign um oh Aries Aries okay love that fiery yes that that checks out with the pole dancing <laughs> Okay, so I want to talk about you and your healing journey. I know it started at the age of 16. Can you just give us the Coles Notes version? Like, how did you heal yourself? And then how did that turn into you healing others? Yeah, so like a lot of kids, I always, I had abilities to be, you know, I was empathic. I picked up other people's energy. I could pick up things that felt like it was coming from another place, like people who had died, I could pick up that kind of weird stuff. And it was really scary because I picked up a lot of negativity. And so I pushed my abilities away because I didn't want to be scared. And at the eight, well, it started at the age of 12, but I developed a pretty serious eating disorder. I was bulimic and I was suicidal because I didn't want to live that way anymore. I was throwing up three times a day and doing all the gross stuff that goes with it. And so I had really, I realized that either I had to get help or I was going to end my life. And it was absolutely divine intervention because I called our pediatrician myself. I didn't tell my parents or anybody else. I just called him, told them what was going on and said that I needed help. And again, I didn't tell my parents I had a car and a job and I got myself to therapy. And that was really the start of not only the physical and emotional healing, but also learning about my intuitive abilities. And the therapist that I went to was Jungian Carl Jung for people out there. And Carl Jung's pretty amazing because he really believes in intuition and connecting with your authentic self and the mind-body connection and symbolism and the shadow and all the stuff that we talk about now that we think is so cool, but he actually started talking about it, you know, in the mid 1900s. So that type of therapy really made sense for me. I learned to accept and embrace my abilities. Then I became a licensed counselor and always worked very intuitively, let my guides kind of do their thing. And then my mom got sick and anyone who's ever had a very serious illness in their family knows that it comes with all sorts of baggage. And it really changed the way that I looked at my life and what I was doing. And it just didn't feel like enough. So I started searching for more, whatever that was. And after a lot of fits and starts, I went to a three-day workshop on medical intuition. Didn't even know what it was. Didn't think I'd be able to do it. But the person there said, "Um, give me, I'm going to give you a name and age. We didn't know if it was a person or animal. And just tell me everything that comes to you. And I was quite shocked that a lot of things came to me. Like I 
could see them at various stages of their life. And I knew things about experiences and traumas they had in their relationships and, and physical symptoms and emotional symptoms and just all sorts of things. And so I thought, well, okay, there's something to this. And now that's what I do, you know, for my full-time job. And it's pretty awesome. That's amazing. And that just sounds like total kismet that you found like a very spiritual therapist, because even these days, that's really hard to come by. Like, were you looking for that or did it just kind of land for you? No, it was divine intervention. He, this doctor happened to, um, it was, you know, a therapist in his town who had been around forever. And I really, really believe that if I had not gone to that type of therapist, I don't know that I'd be recovered. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wouldn't know, I wouldn't be comfortable connecting to my intuition and I wouldn't have known about authenticity. And I just don't think anything else would have worked well for me, but it's very hard to find people who are of that mindset. Mm, So can you talk a little bit more about like the Jungian techniques? Sure, sure. So yeah, as I said, he very open to astrology and mysticism and, you know, mythology and symbolism and all sorts of, of areas and the collective unconscious, which is basically connecting to everyone and everything that has ever lived and its DNA, as well as just their energy, you know, kind of like we're all connected thing and really looking at what, what are we what's in our unconscious and how does that affect our lives now? So what kinds of traumas did we push down or what things do we not like about ourselves that we're afraid of? Um, All of those things shape us. And so one of the most important things that I learned, and this is something I teach my clients, it's in my book and it saved my life, is a way of connecting to intuition, but also Jung's definition of intuition is God within. And what that means is that intuition, spirit, whatever, is this all-knowing force that's part of everyone. It knows everything about you, so you can't hide. It loves you and accepts you unconditionally. It's always there protecting you and always guiding you. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, it's a lot deeper than just, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And so the technique that I was taught was to physically write down a question or your feelings and direct it to your intuition. And at the time, I didn't even know what any of that meant. I was just like, okay, I'm just trying this. So direct it to your intuition and then just wait and see what you hear and see and feel in response to what you wrote and write that down and then write back to your intuition and then see what kind of response you get and write that down. So you're having a written conversation. Yes. You know, um, it's like, it's like having like a counseling session with yourself. It totally is. And not only did I use it to eventually send myself love because I figured, all right, this is God, God must love you no matter what. Right. So I'm just going to assume God loves me. And then that transferred into being able to love myself, but I also use this technique for talking to my eating disorder and depression like they were my friends instead of my enemies. Mm, And powerful. It's extremely because I really feel that that was one of the most important and best things that ever happened to me. Because if I had not been in such a 
bad state, basically, I wouldn't have had the motivation to go to therapy or to find out who I was or to separate from my dysfunctional family or basically anything. So it, it was really the catalyst for everything that came after that. I know. And I've been like feeling into that so much lately is really, you can't have light without the dark. And we want to just get to this nirvana with total grace and ease, but like (laughs) in order to, it's like, and I'm an Aquarius. I resist those shadows as much as I can with tooth and nail, but, um, but yeah, like when we can actually like see them as our teachers and like you said I love how you said like seeing them like your best friend and you can like give it love and you can actually get the lessons from it rather than resisting it and pushing it away yeah because so many people now they talk about being warriors and fighting things and I I get that concept Mm -hmm. um, but it does put us in a kind of a, a mode of like we're not safe and we always have to be fighting things and like there's something wrong instead of, wow, maybe this happened because of other things going on in our life or because we're supposed to, you know, I have a lot of people who come to me with, you know, illness or whatever. And I'm like, okay, so how did that change your life? And a lot of people say, well, I'm talking to you. So, you know, it's expanded my view of spirituality and made me take care of myself and see that I had to not focus on other people as much. You know, I had to let them do their thing and it's allowed me to like be more authentic. So, so many good things. I'm not being a Pollyanna here because I know people go through really horrific yeah. stuff, you know, but, but I hear about a lot of the positive things that come from it too. Yeah. And then even looking at like, that's such a metaphor for the world we're in today too. Like there's people trying to fight everything that's going on and like, great, take a stand, like, you know, don't comply to things that don't feel aligned to you. But at the end of the day, like this darkness, this shadow phase that we're all experiencing is for the greater good and it's going to bring more light. So, and also I work with a lot of empaths and, you know, empaths pick up other people's energy frequently and they have a really hard time with seeing other people be in pain Mm. and they take that on as their own pain, but a really great lesson I learned a long time ago was somebody said, if you take away somebody else's pain, you might be doing them a disservice because that gives people the motivation to learn and to grow and to change. Mm -hmm. And I think back to like when I was in major shadow periods, when I was in my early twenties and you had those friends that are like, no, you're fine. It's fine. And you can like <laughs> spend time with those people because they made you feel really good. And it's like, damn, they weren't helping at all. Right. <laughs> and I just, I just made the connection too, that the, the car, that, that, that young test, like the Carl Young test. The, you mean the Myers-Briggs? Myers-Briggs. Is yeah, that, yeah, is, yeah. So that's connected, right? Sure is. Yeah, okay. So for anyone who hasn't taken the Myers-Briggs test, I highly suggest it. Do you know what your thing is? I do. I'm an INF um, equally PNJ, at least the last okay. time I did. I'm, I'm an INFJ. And it's funny because I used to be an ENFJ. Okay. Extroverted. And then it like changed to an I. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. It, it does change as you go through life. And yeah, it's a complicated test to take because- yeah. The questions are very redundant and you sort of feel like, didn't I just answer that? Yeah. Um, You know, so there are 
modified versions of it um, online or that you, you know, your therapist, if you're like, you're somebody may have that may be easier because I think the complicatedness of it makes it kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it affects the accuracy because some of the things you're like, I really don't know. I know. And it's like, and then I'm like, maybe that's part of it. Like maybe they're purposely asking you the same thing with like, right. Because I've noticed like, it'll be the same question, but if they word it differently, I'll answer it differently. So I'm like, that's gotta be part of it. I'm just going to roll with it. I think so too. Yeah. Okay. Okay, So I want to know about these watercolor paintings that you do. Yeah. So the way that I do my readings is I start off just knowing someone's name and age. I purposely do not ask for information. I purposely, I, I like it if I don't know anything about them. I haven't seen a picture. I haven't at all because I can interfere with my guides. So I create this four page, really extensive report based on the chakras and people's lives. And then I also create, it's a symbolic energy painting using watercolor. And what I like about that part of the process is that with the words that I get as a human who uses words, I have to be careful not to interpret the information, Mm. which when I started out, I did. And then I would wonder why, well, that's what I heard, but it's not coming out correct. And it was because I put my spin on it instead of just listening. So with the paintings, it's just colors. And most of the time, they're a figure of some sort. So it could be like human figure, or it could be an insect or a bug or an animal or a plant, but something that resembles some sort of figure. And I start by just picking a color and then sort of listening to where my guides take me in terms of what I'm creating and when I should switch colors and the, it, the colors aren't according to the chakras colors have, you know, their own symbolic meaning and every single painting is different. Every interpretation is different, but it gives me in-depth information that I can't alter. And oftentimes it will back up the things in the report, but it also gives me different kinds of information too. And they look like a five-year-old did them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a, a person who's, you know, had art chosen New York and things a long time ago, I was sort of like, oh my God, this is a little weird. Like, but people really, really like them a lot. And I've really grown to, you know, enjoy that part of the process. Mm. So does the client interpret them too, or do you kind of walk them through? What you no, mean? I definitely walk them through it. It, I do the report first. I send them the report and painting and they're always like, I don't know what the painting means. I'm like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. So we go through the report and I get more information from my guides and we problem solve and all that. And then we go to the painting and my guides will give me information about what the painting means. And I always, whether I'm doing the report or the painting, I always check in with people and ask if things resonate with them because I don't want them to substitute my intuition for theirs. Right. You know, as, as accurate as my guides are, it's not like, okay, well, if you don't feel this way, then I'm going to make you feel that way. That's not, it just misses the whole point of the process. But, you know, I always ask, does this resonate? What do you see in the painting? You know, what does that make you feel like too? So it really is a, a give and take. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, 
It's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Um, so when you're doing the painting, are you kind of like in a different state of consciousness? I find that when I'm meditating or if I'm, I mean, painting when I do, which is very rare, but <laughs> if I'm trying, it's like, if I have an intention I'm getting, or even if I don't, I'm getting lots of messages come in. Right. How do you, like resist the urge to start like writing stuff down so you don't forget it. Well, I do, you know, the report is in written form. So that's super helpful. Um, I have a template that I use and I just fill in all of the many boxes with the information my guides give me. And as I said, I just put it down. I don't interpret. I do have to ask sometimes, is this for the person or is this for somebody in their life or is this a message from somebody that has passed? Because I pick up a lot of stuff, anything related to the person. So, you know, so there is that. So if, if the voice is fainter or sometimes they'll actually show it being in the background, like a word or a symptom or something, they'll kind of show it in the background. So that's often something that is in the past or it might be for someone they know or something that they're just kind of concerned about. But so that's the written part. And then, and in both, in both cases, I do kind of go into another place, you know, state of consciousness or whatever. And I just kind of let it, let it flow. And then, yeah, with the painting, it's purely, I've learned just, you know, if, if they have a word, if that they want me to write on there, I certainly do. Mm. Okay. I love that. So I know like healing is multi-layered. There's kind of like the healing we do in like the physical 3D world, which is our nutrition and, you know, taking different herbs and stuff like that. And then there's the mental side, which is changing the mindset. And then there's the energetic side. Where like, where can we start? So we can all seem so overwhelming or is it like, okay, start with the energy stuff and see what you can shift with that, like in that kind of higher state of consciousness and then see kind of where the pieces land and go from there. Sure. It is really overwhelming. And it's partly why I wrote my book because it helps people to break down their symptoms and their concerns and their strengths and find a starting place about what they want to work on because we can't work on everything all at the same time. So I think looking 
Well, okay. I was going to say looking at the most, the thing that's bugging you the most or the thing that's most important in your life that you want to work on or change. And, and I think that's a good place to start. So identify kind of one thing and it may be your most prevalent symptom, or it might just be, you know, I keep getting into these relationships that don't work, or I don't know what my purpose is. And I'm really, really unhappy with my job or so kind of like pick something. And then I have people often make a list of everything that's on their mind related to that. Like when I do my readings, a lot, a ton of issues come up because everything's interconnected. So the physical stuff comes up, but also the fact that, you know, you may be in a marriage that's really bad or, you know, again, like trauma or so it kind of puts everything on the table for you to look at all at once. And then we kind of pick, you know, pick stuff that we want to start working on. But having said that, I think to start with what you feel empowered to start with. Right. And then also knowing that trauma is kind of always the root cause of all of it. <laughs> it, it can be, it can definitely be. Yeah. But start, start with what do you think you can do right now? And it can be little stuff. And I really encourage people to start with little things because it, it's so overwhelming. And so it might be like self-care is a big one. And yeah. people are like, you know, I don't have an hour a day to go exercise, or I don't know when I'm supposed to like, what am I supposed to do when I put my kids to bed and it's 10 o'clock at night or, you know, whatever. So it's sort of like pick one change that you feel that you can make, even if it's going to, even if it's like taking a walk for an hour a week or 15 minutes a week, or just pick a starting place. And then the more you do and the more you feel empowered with and the more you're solving your problems, then it doesn't seem so scary or overwhelming. And you can start to look into, all right, well, I'm doing this now. And I was afraid that I wouldn't have time or I was afraid to stand up to somebody because they wouldn't like me or whatever. So I'm now doing these things that scare me. What else is coming up? And what other changes do I want to make? And, you know, how did doing that emotional or spiritual thing impact this problem that I thought was so overwhelming, you know? So I, hopefully that answers your question. Everybody's so different. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I think that's exactly it. Like just starting with what's at the top of your heart. Cause there's so many layers, right? It's like, you could, yeah. like, it's like, you could think I don't have time to exercise and I am not feeling healthy. And then you start exercising. And then you're like, wait, I realized the actual problem is that I don't feel worthy of taking care of myself. Exactly. And then that under that, it might be a mommy issue. And then under that, it might be something like, so it's like just peeling back the layers and starting with what's top of mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people always think, you know, they have to do things perfectly or they have to change everything all at once. Or we put so many like blocks on ourselves and it's like, they don't need to be there. Yeah. So, it doesn't have to be linear. Uh, totally not. I mean, even, even healing, like with my eating disorder, there'd be days when I'm like, okay, I'm doing well. I got this. And then other days when I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm never going to get better. You know? And I was, I've been another message I've been getting so much lately is like, we're like, obviously we're here to heal those things. And there's part of us that almost craves that shadow to come in because we know that that shadow is going to heal us more. We know that it's still there. So it's like, we keep creating these scenarios in our lives that bring it back, whether it's like calling that X again or, <laughs> or whatever. 
whatever your pattern is, like we're subconsciously creating it on purpose to bring ourselves pain on purpose so that we can heal it. And so it's almost this, it's, it's like a dog with a bone, right? We like, know, we know we're like, we like want it and we're, we have to go for it. That's like our kind of innate, like an animal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, So I know you do a lot of work with dream analysis as well. Mm-hmm. How can we use the dream world to heal ourselves? So we are all busy creatures and overthinking is a thing. And 8 million things going through our head at once is a thing. And the fear and all the stuff we just talked about. So it can be daunting and scary to process what we're feeling and going through. And so what happens is when we finally try to relax at night. Sleep is an issue in our country for sure, probably everywhere. But when we finally get to sleep, that's where we do a lot of processing of just, you know, events that happened a long time ago, as well as something that happened today. And dreams are fascinating because they're often very symbolic. So the, again, Carl Jung way of interpreting them, it's very individualized and it can be time consuming to do it well, but the basic instruction is to write down everything you can possibly remember when you wake up and include every little detail because everything means something. And you might think you don't really remember much, but as you start writing, your memory will come back to you and you'll start, you'll start remembering more things. So, and then start at the beginning. Like, was there an opening scene? Um, did you know where you were? Did it, did you not know where you were, but it felt like somewhere you knew you know, what were the colors there? Who was there with you? What else was there with you? Just start one by one, looking at all the aspects and asking yourself, what does this mean to me? What did it make me think of and how did it make me feel? And then there may be things like a peacock or something where you're like, okay, I know what it makes me think of, but I'm still not quite sure what it means. So just go on Google and put in like symbolism of a peacock and hopefully lots of things will come up and just go with what resonates with you. And then try to like some, some dreams have one theme. Some dreams have different themes, but see if, if they're, if, you know, how do these things go together? When we dream about other people, it can be scary because we're like, well, I hate that person. Why am I dreaming about them? Or God, I thought that, you know, relationship was resolved, but it's often about a part of ourselves that is like that person that we need to pay attention to. So it's not always about that person, but people who have passed come into our dreams and they're a really, really cool tool when, when words are hard, because I think words are scary for a lot of people and it's, it's hard to identify your feelings and words, but in symbolism, it's harder to fight it. So yeah, it's, it's a very, very cool tool. Do you set intentions before you go to bed as like, this is what I would like you to answer dreams? Um, yeah, sometimes I do. I don't always remember every night. (laughs) Like, oh, I just went to pole glass. I'm really tired. Um, but yeah, I do. I do. Or even just, you know, during the day, if there's a, you know, like manifesting ish kind of stuff too, like, this is what I want to have happen. And so, yeah, I do. I think that's really important because our energy follows our thoughts and feelings. Mm. So, so if we have, whether it's that we've kind of discovered a root cause of something in our dreams 
or in reading or through our own just intuitive connection with ourselves, what's your favorite way to kind of transmute that root cause or that trauma or that shadow? Like once we know what it is, how can we, you know, not sit in it and decide that it has to like continue to ruin our lives? Like how can we kind of (laughs) from it? Yes. So if you're lucky, there's just one root cause. (laughs) Often, often there are multiple ones. So, and identifying it is so much of the battle, you know, identifying them so much of the battle. So look at, let's say you are having, dear God. All right. So let's say you're having issues with problematic periods and pelvic pain and things like that. And you are doing all the, the vitamin things and supplement things. And then it is not uncommon for people who've had a history of sexual abuse or sexual assault to have issues in that second second chakra area, which is our you know hips reproductive area, et cetera. This comes up so much in readings, like so much. And so check in. I mean, a lot and a lot of people like have done a lot of work on this. I get people who've never told anybody, and it comes up in the reading or whatever. And but a lot of people have worked on this trauma. And maybe an event in their life um, has made them think about something that happened. Like if you are trying to get pregnant or you get pregnant and then you have a child and you think about yourself at your child's age, you know, but to, to really kind of identify again, like what you can do about it. If you've already done a lot of traditional therapies, maybe look into movement, maybe look into more symbolic things, art therapies, you know, music therapies, dance, pole, believe it or not, is kind of a a cool thing for people who've had body image issues or trauma issues, because you are in total control of your body and you get stronger and you form a bond with the other men and women there. And it's very supportive and you're using your own body weight to build strength and to challenge yourself. So it's, and you're also like, we, we barely wear any clothes. It's like a bikini basically yeah. except picked to the pole, you know? And if somebody had said you'd be wearing that in front of other people and then putting up your, you know, progress on Instagram, I'd be like, you're insane. <laughs> but because of how much I love the sport and how much of a challenge it is, it, you don't think as much about like, you know, oh God, you have cellulite there or, you know, feeling self-conscious or, or that kind of thing. So I think I love just looking at all aspects of what's going on and seeing how you can problem solve in a way that makes sense to you and your life. Yeah. And I would think like that with the pole dancing too, like if someone's had some kind of sexual trauma, it would be such a reclamation of their own sexual power and finding like a safe space to kind of reconnect with their bodies and their sexiness without, you know, feeling any of the, like the other awkward, uncomfortable things come up, but you're kind of like, kind of releasing the energetic charge of it by owning it. Oh, for sure. You know, Bessel van der Kolk's book about the body keeps the score is like one of my favorites because he really talks about trauma and feelings and and memories that get stored in the body that we don't even know are there. They're on a cellular level. So the only way to release them is through some sort of movement or art or symbolic nature. Yes. So I want to talk a little bit more about your book. 
what was the sudden urge to be like, okay, I need to get this all out on paper and share? <laughs> well, I knew when I was 16, my guide said, you're going to be doing this some kind of work where you're going to be helping a lot of people, you know, using this experience to help others. You're going to write books. You're going to be speaking in front of thousands of people and all that kind of good stuff. And so I was like, okay. And then it was about 10 years. Well, not, not that much. Anyway, probably in my like mid forties, I found out that I had Lyme disease and every co-infection and mold and chronic fatigue virus that I'd probably had since I was a kid. Cause I grew up in Connecticut. And so at first I was scared and then I'm like, all right, well, what is this here for? What is the reason? And I decided to not feel like a victim, you know, not feel scared and just be like, let's figure out what this is, what's going on. And I wrote to my guides and I wrote to the Lyme and it said, you have been putting off writing your book proposal for <laughs> way too long. And, like true story. And it's time. And yeah, the Lyme and all that stuff was, was cured in nine months, which is kind of awesome. Wow. Um, yeah. I had a really good practitioner and I did the work myself. So sounds like it probably got, took longer to diagnose than it did to heal it. Oh dear God. It took years. <laughs> I had symptoms my whole life. Yeah. You know, and nobody ever, even though I lived in Connecticut, no one ever said anything. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's time. And I literally had so many in my ideas in my head I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to organize it. And, but I was just like, I'm going to put things down. And fortunately I had a lot of help along the way to edit and redo the proposal a million times. And I had a great agent and it just kind of all fell into place within three years. You know, I'm not, it wasn't easy um, for anybody trying to do anything out there, especially book writing. It's really hard, but yeah. So it turned into what my husband calls Katie Beecher, the home game. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, he's pretty great. And it's, I struggled with trying to apply what I do on an individual basis to many people, but I, you know, tell a little bit about my backstory, help them connect to intuition in a lot of different ways, and then take them through the process that I use when I do my readings. So my template, um, helping them identify their strengths and things they want to work on, helping them figure out what chakras their issues fit into so they can see patterns, you know, looking at the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of everything going on in their life and how it fits together. And then also a lot of, you know, different little quizzes in there about being an empath and recognizing eating disorders and recognizing psychic and intuitive skills. And, and then the back is like a lot of information from my guides and my experience about healing. Mm, I can't wait to read it. <laughs> um, and you, so you also offer these medical intuitive readings. So are they like, the, so you do like a one-off session and then you do like the, the written part and then the painting, like how does it work exactly? Yeah. So people will, you know, read an article or go on my website or go on Instagram or whatever. And the people who have me do readings often have some sort of medical diagnosis, but not always. Some people have, you know, emotional stuff they want to deal with, or they want to learn more about their life purpose or improve their relationships or change their careers or any combination of, of the above. And so they'll, you know, go on my website and make the appointment and I'll create a report and painting, send it to them before we meet. And then we meet, discuss everything, do tons of problem solving. Um, I get a lot more information from my guides 
as we speak and people can ask questions. It's a very interactive process. And then we do the painting part. And for some people, it is just a one-off, you know, that's all they need. It's been described as, you know, a year of therapy in an hour, which is kind of very flattering. So for some people, that's all they need because we really accomplish a lot. And then a lot of people will do follow-up sessions, you know, maybe a month after or a couple months after there's people I meet with once a month, there's people I meet with every six months. So it, it really is individually tailored for what you need. Do you get to keep the painting? I don't mail the paintings because I'm really bad at that stuff. Okay. Uh, I'm horrible, horrible at mailing things and no one would get them. But I do, you know, I do email them my color copy. So a lot of people print that out. Beautiful. And you're also offering us $20 off a reading. Yes. $20 sign off. Yes. Okay. Amazing. So we're going to post that for everyone and you should definitely go book a reading. And if they sign up for your mailing list, they receive a free guide to obstacles to connecting with intuition. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So a lot of people, I mean, I believe that everybody is intuitive. You don't have to be a medium or a medical intuition person or anything like that to connect with intuition. We all have it. And so a lot of people just don't feel intuitive or they weren't encouraged to connect with their intuition or their ascendic selves when they were little, or they've learned, maybe I can't trust it because I pick bad relationships all the time, but there's various reasons for why it can be hard or scary to connect. And I, it's actually something from my book, it's a PDF and it lists, I think like eight or nine different obstacles and why they can happen and then things you can do to kind of, you know, help yourself if any of those are going on. One big one is overthinking. So <laughs> feeling like, okay, well, right, I know, I never overthink. No, never, ever. So stuff like, you know, why is this voice I'm hearing in my head? Why does it just sound like me? What if I'm wrong? You know, what, why aren't I seeing angels? Like, isn't that, doesn't that have to be part of the process? Is this just what I want to hear? you know, that kind of stuff. And I just really encourage people to let the information flow. And if it's good information, like who cares where it came from, you know? That's so smart because I, it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like a checklist of your intuitive stop doubting yourself. <laughs> totally, totally. And also just to let it happen because yeah. I didn't start out being as good at it as I am. I had to allow the process and I had to allow myself to be willing to make mistakes screw up and to ask questions of the people I was doing the readings for. And like true story, like I still get a little nervous before I start every reading because I care so much and I want to do a good job and I want to be right, but I never want to lose that edge, you know? Right. hundred percent. So your book is called heal from within a guidebook to intuitive wellness. And is it out now? It is available for pre-sale now, but it is, it's launching next Tuesday, February 15th. Okay. Amazing. And we can buy it. Where's the best place for us to buy it and to link? <laughs> Literally everywhere. It's pretty Every, cool. All the places. Okay. Every, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, Amazon and Target and Barnes and Noble. I mean, like anywhere books are sold it, and it's coming out in, I recorded an audiobook, So it's coming out in audiobook and Kindle and, and Audible and regular book form and all of that stuff. Amazing. Okay, we're going to link everyone to the book. Katie, thank you so much. This was so fun. You've just got such an amazing energy. I've loved chatting with you. 
Thank you so much. You're welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Reach out to Katie, connect with her. We're linking you to all of her things in the show notes. Share this episode. Let us know how you like it. Slide into our DMs. We're here to help you. And Katie, thank you again. And everyone listening, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 